Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hole in One Show podcast. I am your host, Dave Schultz. Welcome to season two, episode one of the podcast. We're going to continue on, and uh, each season will have six episodes. And so we're into season two already. We had a uh, test run of six episodes, then we had a full season one, and we are just starting season two. With that said, I want to uh, talk about an extended partnership that we have. The show has with PXG. PXG is a big sponsor of the television show. The winner of each episode on the TV show wins a brand new putter. And the winner of the entire season of the show wins a brand new set of PXGs. And now PXG is going to be the uh, title sponsor of the Hole in One Show podcast. That's fantastic. We are going to have a trivia piece to the pod every single week. We are going to uh, share that at the beginning of the second segment. And the winner, the first to email me, at dschultzgolf at gmail.com, D-S-C-H-U-L-T-Z-G-O-L-F at gmail.com. The first to answer that question correctly will win a brand new hat from PXG and a dozen PXG golf balls. So thank you to PXG for uh, stepping up behind the podcast as well as the TV show. And we're going to have trivia every uh, every show. And uh, the, the trivia question will be at the beginning of the second segment. Another sponsor of the show we want to highlight, 32customs.com. Go to 32customs.com. This is really cool. Check out these custom ferals. This North Dakota-born business is changing the game when it comes to the end of your golf club. No longer do you need to sleep your way through a boring old black ferals at the end of your club. Get your favorite design, your favorite team, your favorite color, anything to spruce up the end of your golf club. Go to 32customs.com and enter promo code HIOSHOW to get 25% off your purchase. Let me say it again, 32customs.com, promo code H-I-O-SHOW, and show up to the T in style. Big thanks to uh, those guys over there for being a uh, part of the Hole in One show, and we're going to continue on. It's uh, it's fun to have some sponsors and some support for the show. Really appreciate everybody for tuning in and uh, checking it out. Now, Gridiron Golf will be the second segment of the show. Casey Crumody returns. We're going to check our leaderboard. For those of you who don't know that we make picks every week, three picks. We have a birdie pick, an eagle pick, and a double eagle pick. And we either go over par or under par with our picks. Uh, let's just say we need to make a little comeback on the back nine. Casey had a good week, and we'll go through that. But I, I, whew, I had a tough week. Tough week. I'm loving the Frogs too much, and apparently they have a little national championship hangover. When I talk about in this first segment, it's just going to be me and you here. I want to talk about the Corn Ferry Tour Championship. Now, those of you who don't know my background in professional golf, I played three years on the Corn Ferry Tour, 2008, 2009, and 2010. Now, my best year was in 2009. I actually started the year with not very good status, but was able to work my way into a tournament in uh, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. Now, after three rounds at the Scarlet Course at Columbus, Ohio, one of the toughest golf courses we play on that tour at the time, I was 13 under par and had a three-shot lead. Third place was Derek Lamley at seven under and Ricky Fowler at seven under. I was six shots clear of third place. Now, I had talked with my parents, my dad, the entire way through the week, like, hey, you're going to come out? I'm playing well. It'd be really fun to have you here. Watch the, you know, watch the weekend. He's like, I can't make the weekend. But if you play well Saturday, I'll show up and come out Sunday. Well, I shoot a low round Saturday. I'm leading by three. And as I'm walking to the tee, as I'm walking to the tee on, uh, on Sunday, dad shows up, family shows up, loud as ever. 
excited to be there. And I'm just like, oh no, this is not good. <laughs> this is the wrong place, wrong time to be hoorah. And I can't stop it because they're excited. And I'm like, everything the first three days is just out the window. Like my blood is rushing to my head. Things are happening fast. Long story short, I shoot 41 on the front nine and end up shooting 77 in the final round and finish third place. Now, for those of you who understand professional golf, it's those moments where you have an opportunity to get to the next level. It's not about finishing 30th every week. That ain't going to do it. It's when you're near the, near the lead, you got to capitalize and you got to get it done. And so that was a huge opportunity for me that week. And, and I squandered it. It was tough to, uh, it's tough to even look back on now. I mean, I love how life has worked out, married three kids, love my job and everything like life is good. But at 26 years old, you're just absolutely heartbroken because you know it was your shot. The reason I bring this up is we had the Corn Ferry Tour Championship this past week. And um, I want to go through how difficult it is to make it and the different things that can keep you from making getting your PGA Tour card. The next week on tour for me back in 09 went to Wichita. And still playing great. I just had an out-of-body experience on Sunday the week before, but the game is still there. So I find myself in the final group going into the final round, and I'm on the back nine on Sunday. Tied for the lead. On the 14th hole, par five, straight dog leg right. Like it hit three wood to the corner, it turned straight left, and that day, that final round, I had a four iron in, and I'm tied for the lead. Hit the four iron up there to 18 feet. Hit a rope. It was perfect. Absolutely perfect. We're walking up the fairway, and a rules official comes down from the hill up on the right and goes, you guys are on the clock. And we're like, what? No warning, no nothing. You guys are on the clock. And I'm like, look at the other guys in, our, in, our, in my group. I'm like, what's going on? It's not a TV week. Golf Channel isn't here, so there's no hard finish. We're in the final group. Where's the fire? Now, this is where I turn in internally and be like, you know what? I handled this the wrong way. I didn't say anything to the rules official. I just handled it the wrong way. Internally, I was boiling. In that moment, I'm like, we're coming down the stretch. Why am I getting put on the clock? Why are this is ridiculous? I get up to this 18-foot putt for eagle, and I charge it 10 feet by. You know where I'm going here. I miss the comebacker. I make par on the 14th. We turn around. We play the par 4 15th, make par. We get to the 16th hole, and we wait. The group in front of us was in the fairway. So maybe we were completely out of position on the 14th hole, but I'm 16 tee box, and the group in front of me, they're still in the fairway. Got a chance to collect my thoughts, hit a good tee shot, hit it up there to 12 feet, make the putt for birdie. Super pumped about that. Pard 17, and now we're on 18. Hit a driver in the middle of the fairway, par 5. Sitting there with a hybrid in, second shot. Jason Housie, who's now a uh, tour rep for uh, TaylorMade, is on the bag that week. And Chris Tidlin was playing in the group in front of us. And Chris Tidlin had like a 30-footer from the front right of the green to the, to the back right hole location. Chris makes this big putt. Huge reaction. And I look at Jason, I go, was that for birdie or for eagle? Because we didn't know. The leaderboard was up by the grain and it was pointed towards the green. And we had, it's not like we had golf genius back then. We had no idea, you know, if that was for birdie or for eagle. We knew we were tied going into that hole, but we weren't sure if that was birdie or eagle. He said, I think that was, I think it was birdie. 
So I hit my hybrid up there, hit a great shot to about 25 feet, pin high left, at a look at eagle myself. We walk up to the green, we turn around the leaderboard. We're like, oh, that was an eagle putt for Tinlin. Huge finish. Made an eagle on the last hole. Credit to him. Awesome. So now I'm in the, over this putt, and I know I need to make this putt. And I just miss it on the top side. I mean, it just slipped out. Went to about a few inches behind the hole. I tap in for birdie, and I finish tied for second. So in Columbus, tied for third. Wichita the next week, tied for second. Two near misses in a row. Now, the reason I bring this up is that rules official on the 14th hole, Mr. Jim Duncan, is the same rules official that handed down a two-shot penalty for Shad Tootin on the in the final round of the Tour Championship for the Corn Ferry Tour. On the 15th hole, it was picked clean in place, and he put the ball down, and the ball rolled forward. He picked the ball up, moved it a few inches, and put the ball back down. Now, the rule states, you put the ball down, and it rolls forward or rolls anywhere, you need to pick it back up and put it back on that same exact spot. The ball rolled forward. He picked it up, moved it three inches. He gets to the end of the day. He makes bogey on the last hole. He probably thought he missed his card, but he was actually in the 30th and final spot qualifying for the PGA Tour. And it was only at that time that it was shared with him because of that. It was caught on camera. Because of that, he went from 30th to 32nd and missed out on getting his PGA Tour card. Absolutely heartbreaking for this guy. And I'm just, I'm not saying this about Jim Duncan. He's a great guy. I, and I just, when I saw the interview with Jim, I thought to myself, it just opened, it reopened wounds. <laughs> I was like, no. And it reminded me of like, no, that was the guy who put us on the clock in the last round of Wichita. And I'm try, trust me, I'm over it. But it's just an interesting connection to, oh, it's Jimmy. And I've asked, I asked Jimmy in the next year, like, why'd you put us on the clock there in Wichita? But, and he's just doing his job. And that's not my point today. My point is, like, it's so tough to make the tour. And when it comes down to that, that sort of thing, people who are sort of into the game of golf or even those that love it, they'll look at the rules and be like, this is wrong. This, is, this doesn't make sense. There was no competitive advantage made or gained by moving the ball from here to here. And it completely changes the guy's life. Plus, it was caught on camera which what percentage of players in the field are on camera? It's the guys, you know, near the, near the top of the leaderboard. What's the fairness in that? You know, my question is for professional golf, you're going to get people who love the game or think it's BS. You're going to have people who sort of like the game that get turned away because the rules are, they're a little lengthy and it's a little bit, they look at a situation like this and it doesn't make sense. There was no advantage given and no advantage gamed. Gain. My question is, when something's caught on camera, you have rules officials on site. And right now, it's clearly to just go by the book. I, I get it. Okay, I get it. But you have umps in baseball calling balls and strikes. You have referees in basketball and football making judgment calls. Why are rules officials at the highest level not given the opportunity? Let's say it's an instant, a situation where something's caught on camera. How come our rule, the full rules officials in professional golf can't make a decision based on a competitive advantage gained or some sort of like reality check here. I understand that's what the rule says. It tastes terrible. It's a terrible look for the game. Jim Duncan is a great guy. Hold no grudges. 
He's explaining the rule to a T. In other words, he's doing his job perfectly. Why is he in that position? I guarantee you if he had the leeway of making a judgment call in that moment, I guarantee you Shad Tootin is going to the PGA Tour. I guarantee you. I get frustrated. It's tough because it's so hard to make it. It is so hard to make it. And look, I didn't handle my family coming to the tee, the first tee in in Columbus, Ohio, very well. That's my own fault. I don't deserve the PGA Tour. I was put on the clock, and it wasn't me being put on the clock. It was how I handled it. I three-putted from 18 feet. Come on, man. That's on me. But if I'm Shad Toot, I'm like, dude, it was pick clean in place. The ball rolled forward. I picked it back up, and I moved it right there. Like, I guarantee you the guy who's now finished 30, uh, 30th on the on the list, he's not like, he, he can't honestly say that Shad gained any competitive advantage by moving the ball two inches. It's tough. I mean, it's tough to make it at the highest level. Um, you know, shout out to uh, Paul Barjan. He's a TCU frog. He won the tournament. He went, he went from outside the top 30 to now he's got his PGA Tour card. He went out and he went out and got it done. Um, it's just, uh, it's fun watching the Corn Ferry Tour. I think... I think the Corn Ferry Tour and Monday qualifiers are uh, just as, if not more, fun for somebody that's been there uh, to follow it because you know what these guys are going through. Every single one of those guys coming down the stretch uh, on this past Sunday was feeling it on every single shot. Plus, they're playing at a golf course uh, in Indiana that uh, is absolutely brutal, and pars down the stretch are good on a normal day, and with all the... Uh, you know, with everything on the line, it's uh, it's great reality television. So if you haven't watched any Corn Ferry Tour, I'm telling you, definitely near the end of the season, you had to do it. And unfortunately, if you tune in on Sunday, and even if you didn't, this is getting a lot of play on on Twi- Twitter or Twex or X or whatever it's called. It's getting a lot of play. And, uh, it, you know, it's, 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 it's tough to see somebody miss their chance at PJ Tour because of that. So, you know... I just wanted to touch on that because it, it strikes it strikes the chord uh, at home, and it was uh, it was interesting seeing Jim, Jimmy being uh, being the one having to stand up there and give the ruling, which is not a fun place, not a fun position to be in. So, congrats to the thirty guys that did get their tour card, even the guy that went from outside to in with that. Uh, good luck to you. You're about to uh, live a dream, and for many of them, it's they're returning to the PJ Tour, which is a pretty cool pretty cool way to make a living. Now, so uh, our next segment. It's Gridiron Golf. We bring back in Casey Crumwoody. We're going to go through our scores. We're going to go through our picks this week. And PXG Trivia right at the beginning of the second segment right after this. Any bank can tell you they have a rock-solid commitment to agriculture. Bell can prove it. To this day, every Bell Bank branch is partially built with rocks we've picked from our founder's farm. But our roots in ag have grown more than a few offices. They've shaped who we are and formed our entire approach to banking. Let us prove it to you as you grow your farm and prepare your legacy for the next generation. Bell Bank, committed to ag. Golf to me is patience. It's weird to say, but golf is life. It is, it's the ultimate game of life. You know, it's an individual sport. You have to put in a lot of work 
to get minimally better. That's kind of the beauty of it. You come back to improve. That's why I love golf is just every shot is, is different. That next round, that next shot, you know it could be that start of a story. I don't even want to say a game. It's more than a game. Welcome back, everybody, to the Hole in One Show podcast. I've calmed down, I think. <laughs> oh, gosh. I've just, when I saw Jimmy on there, I was like, oh, man, so opening scars. I'm like, I cannot believe I didn't close the deal with those two tournaments. But all right, well, I, I digress. All right, here's a trivia question. Here's the PXG trivia question. Now, if you want to get win this trivia question, first of all, you got to be the first one to email me the correct answer at dschultzgolf at gmail.com. And you're going to have to do a little research, hole-in-one show research. Here's the trivia question. Where in the college football world, where did our co-host here for Gridiron Golf, where did he play a road game this year, earlier this year? Where did he go and watch college football? It was out of state. Uh, very intriguing matchup. That's all the hint I'm going to give you. Where did Casey Crumwoody go watch a road game, go watch a game, watch a, watch a college football game out of state earlier this year? We've touched on it on the previous podcast. If you email me, first email, email me at dschultzgolf at gmail.com. We'll win a, a dozen PXG golf balls and a brand new hat. So there's your first trivia question. With that said, let's uh, bring in the one we mentioned, Mr. Casey Crumwoody. Welcome back to the show. Here we go. Let's go, Davey. All Another right. Another week. Gridiron Golf. Now, let's recap what this game is. Uh, we pick three games each week, a birdie pick, an eagle pick, and a double eagle pick. If we get the birdie pick right, we go one under. Get it wrong, we go one over. Eagle, one, you know, you get it. So we're over and under par based on how we pick. We've done six picks total. We've done two weeks. And I want to recap last week's picks. I was plus four coming into the week. I missed my birdie pick, TCU. TCU lost to Iowa State. TCU has lost four of its last seven games dating back to the uh, national championship. It's tough. It's it's tough scene in Fort Worth right now. Colonial's closed. TCU's losing to Iowa State on the road. People are not having a good day. So I lost my missed my birdie pick. I hit my eagle pick, which was OU, plus six and a half. That turned out to be, should have taken him on the money line for like a half shot. And then missed my double eagle pick for Minnesota. Whoa, did I miss the double eagle pick for Minnesota. I had Minnesota plus 19 at home against Michigan. Uh, whoops. That'd be called a triple bogey. That's a triple bogey. So uh, I went, let's see, I went plus two last week, and now I'm plus six for the season. I missed my birdie. I missed my double eagle. I hit my eagle. So I was plus two last week. I'm plus six for the season and firmly in last place now. Because Casey, let's talk about your picks last week and how you did. You were sick. You were plus six coming into the week. So you had a 0 for 3 week one. You were plus six coming into the week. How'd you do? Well, yeah, we struggled week one, obviously. One thing I would say about fandoms here, though, yeah. you being TCU diehard, me being Nebraska diehard, I don't empathize one bit for six months of rough football here for you. <laughs> I've had almost two decades of it, True, David. Okay. okay. I, I, I'll be, but I'll we're be. still here. We're still here, okay? <laughs> so to recap last week, the birdie pick, I picked Wazoo um, against UCLA. Wazoo was given three and a half points. I got that one wrong. 
Mm-hmm. So I went the wrong direction. For a while, I was seven over. But then the <laughs> eagle pick came into play, Red River Shootout. Dave and I both capitalized on that. Boom. We got two points in our favor for OU covering a six and a half, which leads me to my double eagle pick. Big. Which was, again, the regression to the mean for Nebraska. Mm-hmm. One of these was going to hit. Mm-hmm. They were giving up three and a half points to play Illinois on the road. They ended up covering and then some, so I got three points for that. So overall, first double eagle, first double eagle pick ever hit. Yep, yep. On so, Great Iron Golf, and again to this to the point of this game, it's kind of fun because if you hit a double eagle, I think Massive. you can get back in it quick, right? Massive. You so, went minus four on the week. So have you ever overall, been minus? Four, have you ever been minus four on a golf course? No, are you kidding me? No. Well, I've been plus six. I guarantee <laughs> yeah. I've been plus six. Okay. So overall plus two. You are overall plus two. Yep. So Casey is plus two for the season. I'm plus six. And we're going to do some more picks here in a little bit. But fans of the Hole in One show. Now, fans, uh, we're making picks for you. Let's see how you did. Fans last week were even par coming into the week. They, you, you smoked us. <laughs> you smoked us coming into the week. Missed the birdie pick, Missouri plus six and a half. Missed the Texas pick, minus six and a half. And missed the TCU pick, minus six and a half. <laughs> fans had a tough week. The fans had a tough week. and You didn't know it, but you, you went plus six. So now the fans are tied for me, tied with me at plus six for the season. Woof. And uh, there's our leaderboard. KC's plus two, I'm plus six. And the fans of the hole-in-one show are plus six. And we will uh, go through our picks, but then we'll also make some picks for the fans here uh, coming up shortly. Casey, what was your week? Uh, what was your takeaway from last week on the college football scene? I would say overall, Oklahoma's back. Yeah, they uh, are. Defensively, offensively, they, they looked... I thought basically all game, I thought they looked better in Texas, and I was impressed with Texas going in. I alluded to last week, I think I like OU's body work just a little better. Competition maybe wasn't as strong as Texas, Mm -hmm. but overall I thought Oklahoma and what they did in their games leading up to it was impressive. You were talking about Michigan. You were right there. Yeah, okay, so Michigan, if I'm going to pick a number one team in the country right now, it's Michigan. And I think they they, moved up to number one. Dude, they keep proving it. Mm-hmm. Week after week, and and I like the pick from the simple fact that it's it's a night game, it's at Huntington Bank, it's a conference foe. Traditionally, that favors that behooves Minnesota. Yeah, but Michigan did what they did. They just novocaned them, kept stacking, <laughs> kept stacking. Right, and all yeah. of a sudden, it's like it's forty something to ten. It's yeah. like, geez, that was the least flashy beatdown I've seen, and that's kind of what I felt about the Nebraska game. They just Novocaine, Novocaine, Novocaine. Next thing you know, it's the games. Let's talk about the logo on your shirt, the uh, the Bison. The Bison won last week, but uh, lost to USD the week before. Correct. Yeah, I think this week is going to be a really big game for a lot of people regionally. Mm-hmm. Um, the big rivalry. It, it's a it's a big rivalry that I think is coming back. Um, it is. I, you know, it is coming back, and it, it's all we tr- need is a bottle. Going through a window, and then we're really dialed in. For well, those exactly. of you who don't know, I'm okay. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's coming back. I think there's a lot, there's a lot to figure out yet in this one, mm-hmm. Davey. Like they both so, need to win. So I was we able. I that. couldn't even. I couldn't find it on the app here that you and I've been using for these spreads. Yeah. But I somebody tracked it down for me, and they suggested three and a half point spread that NDSU's favor. Yep. Okay, it's at Alaris. Um. I think that's a really hard game to pick. And not only just based on odds, but 
but seeing a little bit of both team in action. This Not year. at their both peak, teams. for sure, but it's going to be a good game. You know, the, th this rivalry... Can you you remember this when we were kids? This oh, was nuts. My dad. So my dad, when I was growing up, was doing the games for the for the Bison on the radio, and this this was a heated rivalry. I mean, very. If there was snow on the ground, uh, the other team's fans were throwing snowballs at pops. I mean, they, <laughs> totally. They, oh yeah, he was a target, and. I just remember going up to the old Memorial Stadium in Grand Forks and he being on this scissor lift, right? Yep. And just snowballs just going just straight up at it. And I'm I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm like eight years old, right? right I'm right. just absolutely distraught. I'm like, why is my dad getting snowballs thrown at him? I mean, later <laughs> I would understand why, but that's okay. You know, they it was it was such a it was everything. It was the Dakota every it was everything. Roger Thomas, Rocky Hager, um, you know, but I, I think you're you're right. This the 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 rivalry is coming back. You know, obviously now we're going to see it every year. There are a number of years we didn't even have this game, right? I think starting in wasn't it '04? They they kind of mitigate. That's when I think NDSU made the jump. Had to, yeah. You know, started playing a little bit of a, a schedule that wasn't necessarily NCC oriented. Mm -hmm. um, but but leading up to that, I mean, right, and that was my formidable college years. So I remember guys like Kyle Steffes, you know, and Bobby Babich, and, and these guys that were, you know, in a ton more. But I remember, and guys for UND, one of my good friends was a linebacker for UND, yep. right? And all of a sudden, these games were coming down to the wire again, and it, it's still like, it was still a heated thing that just was truncated, sure. and that was it, Yeah, right? I remember like Chad Stark, Jeff Bentram, Arden Beachy, Obviously, Phil Hansen, like those names are they're oh, etched into sure. our childhood. Yeah, you know, and so it's it's fun. It's nostalgic to see, you know, I want to see a good competitive game and get this get this back to where it needs to be. Yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, well, I think yeah. I like the Bison. I, I do. I, I do. Um, I, I just they're they're more seasoned. Obviously, I think they were embarrassed a couple weeks ago at home. Uh, they played really well last week, and uh, they're going to go into the Alaris Center and get the win. That's my that's my opinion. Now they're not one of my picks though. They're okay, not my one of my okay. picks. Are they one of yours? Uh, TBD here. I'm gonna I'm gonna okay. build this plane as we fly it. All right, let's start with our picks. My birdie pick this week. I'm going TCU, but wait, BYU is coming to TCU, and BYU is getting five points. I am I am I I love my squad, but I think. Uh, I think the old ball coach was in Cabo or sipping cocktails at the Rivercrest pool a little bit too much this offseason. wasn't doing his work recruiting. A little hangover. He's like, I got, I got, my, I got my money. I'm going to hang out here with the family and talk about yesteryear, last year, how we did. Yeah, no, you're getting your butt kicked. Yeah, it's three and three early in the season. You need to figure it out, TCU. And so with that said, I'm taking BYU plus five. I'm sorry, BYU seven and one of their last eight games dating back to last year. Uh, they ain't afraid of TCU. TCU's lost at home already this year to Prime in Colorado. My birdie pick is, unfortunately, now here's the deal with my birdie pick. I can still root for TCU to win by four. Totally. Right. Totally. Okay. So my birdie pick is BYU plus five. Okay. I like that because you're still getting your boys, but yeah. you're giving some points up. There's a chance. Right? Yeah. I, I got a middle. I have a, I have a four-point middle. My, my guys can win. And I can still get a birdie on Gridiron Golf. All right, I have a, a myriad of five games here. You maybe pick one. May, I'm going to pick one. Yeah, <laughs> but maybe one some of these we don't necessarily want to overlap with our picks that the viewers can maybe take. Sure. Okay. So yeah. with that being said, let's start with my birdie pick. I'm going to go with Duke. 
against Duke. NC State. Okay, obscure He's basketball. Again. No, I'm just but, kidding. Duke but, had a big win earlier but, this year. So Duke beat Clemson in Week One, twenty-eight to seven. So so sorry for Dabble. Look, <laughs> yeah. that guy runs into the stadium. <laughs> Who, who Who's the game run? for? Dude, yeah. is what? it for the players or is it for no Dabble? No kidding. I mean, who front runs your players by two football fields getting to the – I hope the guy pulls a hammy one day. I, I hope everything's fine. Like, I, I'm just – I hope he falls tumbles down, down and laughs. Rock, just tumbles down doing? the hill. Why does he run in, in khakis and an orange shirt? Well, Why is he running in front of his team? That's Get my, out of here. That's I agree 100%. That's no. been my issue with P.J. Fleck. And – the boat sank last he's, week. It sank, and I think he's kind of pulled the reins in on that a little bit. But that's always been my my rub with him is sprinting out of the tunnel ahead of the teams with my tie and sunglasses. Sprint, on. How like, do you sprint out of the tunnel yeah, in front like, of your team? Come on, come on, Dabo. Okay, get some khakis. <laughs> <laughs> so Duke, they have a Clemson win. They two weeks ago now. It'll be two weeks ago. I thought arguably they could have really taken Notre Dame down. Notre Dame kind of had a. Yeah, a, a sneaky backdoor cover on that one. And yep. long story short, uh, Duke's favored by three and a half against NC State, and it's at Duke. Okay, so I like that one. I'm going to take Duke pseudo confidently for my birdie pick at, to cover minus three and a half. Okay, got it. Now that's the thing is uh, snake draft. So you're go right, you're right into your eagle pick. Okay, right into eagle pick. This is between two games. Um, it's between NDSU and UND, mm-hmm. and it's between, to keep an NDSU tie, Wyoming and Air Force. Coach Bull is at Wyoming. Wyoming's had a really, really solid start to the year. Wyoming uh, has played Texas. They played Texas Tech, beat Texas Tech. Um, Love it. Sorry, and they beat Red Fresno Raiders. State last week. They beat Fresno State, who's okay. a ranked team. So, in my opinion, two really, really solid wins. I have picked Air Force to cover other things with our friends pool, uh, so I'm high on them. <laughs> but that being said, okay, so it's a 5-1 and one Wyoming team. They're going to be the away team going to Colorado Springs. Air Force is favored by 10.5 points in that game. Over Wyoming? At, over Wyoming in Colorado Springs. What Maybe it's a suburb, but I'm going to take Wyoming to cover. Absolutely. So Wyoming plus 10.5 for my Eagle game. 100%. Okay. How's that not your double Eagle? Coach Bull will um, get it done. Well, all right, all right, Eagle. It's your Eagle. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I, I like that, though. Ten and a half at home. Yep. Something's interesting there. All right, my Eagle pick. I'm going, uh, I'm going out west, Oregon at Washington. Oregon at Washington. That is going to be, uh, I want to say, a game day is going to be there. Oregon plus two and a half at Washington. I don't love taking teams on the road, but Oregon's getting two and a half. They looked really good against Colorado. I mean, uh, I, I obviously love, love the sound bite in the locker room. Uh, I'm taking Oregon for my Eagle pick, plus two and a half at Washington. I have plus three here. Do you want All right, it? Because yeah, I, I actually please, highlighted that game. Please. Okay. I'll take Let's, it. According well, to the score app, Eagle is still. Thank you for at the, whoever was at the window and changed the window. <laughs> thank you. Eagle pick okay. Oregon plus three. Oregon plus three is my eagle pick, and I'm going to go right into my double eagle pick. All right? Lose for Caleb. Lose for Caleb, right? Is that the Vikings' new new thing here? I'm going USC plus two and a half at Notre Dame. I'm taking USC plus two and a half. I mean, if you give the Heisman Trophy winner last from last year and the front runner for this year two and a half, I don't care where he plays. I'm taking USC plus two and a half at Notre Dame. 
That's my it. double eagle I pick. I love it. Okay, so All right. if, if you can see this far, of the five games that I had highlighted, yeah. four of them have been picked, two by you that aren't picked by me yet, Okay, meaning I think we have parallel interest here. There's one more. We might as well take it just to maybe create mm-hmm. some separation. It's NDSU, UND. Okay. Um, We're doing a fourth? Well, no, I'll pick that one from okay. Double Eagle. Okay. Is that, is that yeah, right? Absolutely. Or is that going to screw no, things absolutely. up? No, absolutely. Okay. Yep. So I'm going to take can't N- break this. For Double Eagle, I'm going to take NDSU, but they have to cover three and a half. I like, the, I like that. And that way, I, like I mean, you and I have three totally different games. Oh, yeah. So we can pick from any of those for the viewers. Good. <laughs> good. Speaking, <laughs> good. Speaking of, <laughs> viewers. Viewers, okay. We're fans of the Hole-in-One show. Fans of the Hole in One Show. Fans of the Hole in One Show. I if I'm looking at this two, big, two games out of three here that somehow we want to incorporate in their picks, it's kind of hard to shy away from USC and Notre Dame yep. and or Oregon and Washington. So maybe two of the three picks want to be that game. Yep. One way or the other. Mm-hmm. I'll tee that up for you. You gotta do UND. You gotta do uh, NDSU. And UND. then I think UND and NDSU. Okay. Um Are we doing a coin flip? Yeah, that'd be a great idea. All right. Here we go. Birdie pick, which is going to be NDSU UND. Yeah. It's a heads. It's NDSU. Okay. Okay. Viewers get NDSU minus three and a half. Yep. Now the Eagle pick is either going to be USC or Notre Dame. USC is heads. It's a head. Viewers get USC plus for, two and a half. That's Eagle. Or that's I'm e- sorry. Yeah, Eagle. That's Eagle. Yeah. Now the double Eagle pick. Fans of the hole in one show. Oregon is plus two and a half at Washington. Oregon is a heads. It's a heads. Okay. They get Oregon plus two and a half. I like Which the was actually three. I gave hey, you three on that me, one. Yeah, so, and that's what three. I still have. So or I'm almost chalk here with the with the with the fans of the hole in one show. I'm with y'all. With y'all. Cool. There we go. Week three of Gridiron Golf is in the books. At least the picks are up. This is fun. Are you going to get back to even par? You're plus two right now. Oh man, that'd be great. Just think if I, go, if I go if I go over par this week, I'm more than one week away from getting back to even par. That that's <laughs> tough to take. I'm if you go perfect shell, yeah. I'm, I'm I can just be in the uh, yeah. cellar. Absolutely it, in the cellar. It's truly ironic that I'm I'm <laughs> winning in anything with golf, particularly in your your same grouping. Hey, real quick here, we got the yeah. we, we're from this on Tuesday. The Twins are currently down six to nothing in the seventh inning at home against uh, Houston. Boy, it's fun having the Twins playoff baseball back, huh? It, it really is. You and I had texted a little bit about this on the side, and to have Twins playoff baseball in the fall for the. And I, they've made the playoffs, but with the evolution of the wild card and the playing yep. games and this, that, the other thing, where maybe they won the one game playoff and then went into a, you know, a series with the Yankees where they, they just got won. obliterated. They haven't won. They haven't won and, over 20 And so years. for them to win the wild card series, which has evolved and technically be a series, yep. get to now the ALDS and actually win a game on the road. Now this. Six to one. Six yeah. to one, bottom eight. Is that okay? That's what it is right now. So obviously that's that's not good, but it does provide <laughs> the opportunity for another game. Yeah. I yeah. think it's tomorrow. Uh, yeah. And gosh, if they win it, send it back. Let's go. You know. So okay, so if they win to, so if they lose here tonight, now this is gonna air, this podcast airs on Friday. If they lose here tonight, they'll play game four tomorrow, Wednesday. And so on Friday they would be back in Houston, right? If they won if they lost 
lost tonight, win tomorrow, and then you'd be back in Houston on Friday? I think you're right, and I think depend, I, if I understood it right, depending on what happens in the other series, um, based on re- regional yeah. play, they're either a, like a 1 o'clock in the afternoon slot tomorrow, okay, or it may push tonight, prime time, oh, come on. If, if something else happens, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It'd be nice if it honest. It'd be nice for nighttime to fill. I don't know if they'll have an issue filling the stadium technically, but we got a couple buddies there. We got a couple the, buddies there right now. I'm really jealous. I, I mean, how fun is that? Right. Yeah, so that that's got to be that's got to be a big ticket to get. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll hope, hopefully we're sitting here next Tuesday and uh, they're at the uh, <clears throat> they're in the championship right they're in the american league championship hopefully they can squeak it out here against the houston astros we'll see we'll see i'm not so, holding my breath but what's be, up th- what's cool. up this weekend for you you got college football or what, what what's going on with the fam oh this weekend okay so nebraska's on by that's part of the reason we didn't pick them um i think give you plan- a breather yeah give us a breather at least they won After a big win yeah at, big, at least they won a Friday. big win at illinois yeah <laughs> Hey, it's a win. Hey, we still turned it over three times and had eleven penalties. Cool. <laughs> cool. But they they did defensively. I thought they looked good. Um, they did some things offensively that were were good. I, they're slow improvements. You know, they're not market improvements, but they're mm-hmm. slow. the The turnover margin thing still just <laughs> is for a guy that's just a fundamental like preaching basics with everything I try to do in my yeah, life. Yeah, like you got to be fundamental. And not turn the ball. It's over. coaching. It, yeah, it's coaching. And and so I think they're still correct in that. And we'll see how it plays out here. Their their schedule, not to get too off off the rails here, but their schedule actually is favorable. They have a bye week, and then they go into Northwestern, but they get that game at home. Mm-hmm. They get Michigan State, who's in coaching transition. They get Purdue, like some winnable games. Class half. So full. let's see if we Class can't take full. a five hundred record now and. 500 for Nebraska fans is, is good at this point. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's sad, but get a bowl that's game. good. Yeah, get a bowl so game. Keep rolling. Uh, so I won't have a game this weekend, but we'll catch NDSU, UND. I actually hope to plan to get out to the lakes and do a little with the weather, get out on the side-by-side with the, the boys. My wife is going to be running a marathon in Des Moines, Iowa. What? So I'll have the – yeah. Marathon? Full marathon. Wait, wait so, a minute. Why? I, that's a great question. That's a <laughs> long way. Anyone, yeah, why would anyone want to run 26 miles? <laughs> wait, wait a second. What, let's talk about this. Where, where is this? Where is this? Where is this? So What's, she was scheduled to run the uh, the Minneapolis Marathon uh, a week ago this past weekend. Okay. And oh, yeah, got, with canceled? the heat and everything, it got yeah. canceled. So bad. so she had trained and ready to yeah, go. Yeah, so she she was training, and, and it's a pretty – pretty rigorous schedule to train for and and your body's you're really you know adept to a certain part of the training process where all of a sudden if the rugs pulled out it's like okay what do i do now like i'm ready to run a marathon yeah either you find another one and and adapt maybe a couple weeks of training to do so or you pull the plug it's really not the marathon it's the training that's the that's the big hurdle i I think so and the marathon is the payoff i mean i i don't know much about it because i don't either i run if i'm I'm chase but (laughs) that's about it see us running you should probably start running because something's chasing us but or if i'm on the clock no i'm kidding (laughs) um no so yes she's gonna go down there and run um good for her the oldest daughter is going to go with oh really and you know she'll have a little contingent of people there but i think me and the boys will try to get out to the lake and yeah just does she want you to be there does she want you to come well i'd like to be there yeah. honestly yeah. but you know all of a sudden now it's Des Moines. we just took him the, traveling with younger kids is not easy you know no, it's that. not and no it's not 
Are so we there yet? No, yeah. we just left. You're, you're Are constantly. We there yet? No, we just left. And your schedule when you get there, it's like, hey, we're here. We're going to stay up later. You know, oh, so yeah. the the re-entry into society and reality, <laughs> the ensuing week yeah, is always a, it's a bear cat. You do. You do. So <laughs> in lieu of doing it two out of three weeks, we're like, let's. I'll take the you boys. Just looked as serious as a heart attack. It's a bear cat getting back, <laughs> re-entering society. I mean, it, <laughs> it is just brutal. And you just so, you go to Dairy Queen, things get weird. There's sugar and, yeah, uh, and just, yeah. diets know. are off. You know, you're staying up late. Movies, just schedules are upturned. Got so. you. So, so you're on daddy duty, but for the betterment of the family. So the the re-entry into reality is not as tough. Yeah, hopefully, next week. hopefully. And well, she's going to be I, on the mend. That's not easy to run 26 miles. No, and then no. sit in a car exactly i i think it'll be a couple day recovery for mom sure but does she have um, a goal has she ever run a marathon she has not she does has she not. have a goal in mind other she than has an idea i think in, okay. in terms of how you translate your your mile pace to you know what that means for overall time you see but the guy just did like two two minute two hours and six was it six in minutes in chicago at least really? tell me about it i think it's the world record that's and crazy I, I think it was his third marathon ever and he set a world record I'm like, so, you sure that guy didn't come out of the crowd like 300 yards down the road? Because he was sprinting. I'm like, there's no yeah, way you did that right. for 26 miles. It was like it a sure did like a four minute and 40 second pace or something. Now, like on, that. now I, on, and I love the and marathons. Are there? There's like stations with beers, isn't there? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, people are serving beers and like cocktails, or at least that's what I've seen at the Fargo Marathon. Like, I think there's adult beverages along the way, and I'm thinking that. I could, is that real? I, I could get on is board that, with that, but I mean, make it like a walk. I'm going to go know, down the road. Could, yeah. And, again, and it's just, timed uh, with the people that are actually participating. Yeah. You and I could go walk and watch my wife and sure. your wife run, but we can just hit the beer stations and it's like incremental and all of a sudden we're finishing at the same time. Yeah. Can you just, can you walk the marathon and just, it's kind of like a, a, like it's a like booze cruise or yeah. a, a, what is a bar hop? What's it called? Yeah. When you go uh, pub crawl, pub crawl, just a, it's just a marathon. But walk. it coincides it's a marathon walks that they're running through Fargo. And <laughs> we finish at the same time. Well, best of luck to her. That's going to be fun. Uh, I hope that she has has a lot of success and finishes and everything and healthy and everything. That's, yeah, that's uh, that's a physical. Thank that's you. a feat. Right. Yeah. What's the in her training runs? What's the longest training run she had done? I, I believe the longest is is right around ex exactly 20 miles, give or take. And I, she was going strong. So, yeah, all inclinations are i think if you make it that far and and feel decent you yeah know, i i think signs point my us. my wife has done kelsey's done like 15 16 uh half marathons and she wants to get back into it yeah I'm busy having children and you know taking care of kids but she wants to get back into it a big sense of accomplishment you know and and uh i could i could see a half in my future maybe you know with with the wife 26 another level though yeah well, good for you for even committing. Well, what do you do? What, so we're 40, right? When's yeah. your birthday? November. November. November 40. November what? Yeah, uh, 21st. Okay, you'll be 41 November 21st. Yep. I'll yep. be 41 December 9th. What do you do to work out at 40? Because you got you to gotta be just a little careful. You know, you got you to work. If you're going to work hard, you can't just be like, I'm going to go work out for the first time in four months and I'm going to send it. Yeah. No, <laughs> you don't do that anymore. You work into, you work into what you got. You work into heavier weights you work into a higher heart rate what do you do yeah yeah I've, you so work out a hell of a lot more than i do i know that i've i've been the bug kind of got me to man dating a long ways back frankly and so i i've been into working out now my workouts have changed no doubt um they become a little more cardio oriented even if it's like a strength train it's more 
hey, let's see how many reps we can do at this lighter weight. Okay. But then I'm going to power walk lap, do the next set. You know, so I, I, maybe a little higher heart rate okay. oriented, less strength training oriented. Mm -hmm. But I've never gotten into running as my cardio. No. Like I can get on a treadmill and walk or get outside and walk forever. And I like it a lot. It just takes a long while yeah right so if i can couple up the two where it's there's some strength training there's some walking um maybe some How many a days little a week? more i try to go four or five dang yeah try to go four so or five. it's part of your it's that's in your routine it's part of my routine morning you know, in, in morning uh lunch really lunch yeah that's not easy to do when you're in the yeah. middle of the day you got all these things coming to just say nope don't stop yep i'm gonna and go work out what i that's found, not easy to plug out you know get out well okay seven to one houston whatever what I found, honestly, is it's a great recharge for me. It's sure. uh, okay. I'm gonna step away. I'm gonna go work out for you know maybe 45 minutes is all you get. That's and then you come back and it's like, all right, I'm ready to go. That that's serious discipline. That that is serious discipline to be able to unplug from your day and go back in, and and actually take the time to work out and mentally un unplug. That that's not easy to do because what I'll get I'll get I'll get going to work and things coming at me from every different direction and it's just like, oh okay, it's 5:30. Like I did. What time is it? I thought it was one. No, it's five thirty. Like things, I don't even know. I'd have to set an alarm. You know, that takes discipline to be able to do that. Good for you. I would have well, to do it early you. in the yeah. morning. So when I actually get into a routine of working out, um, first of all, unfortunately, it's mostly when the golf season is winding down, mm -hmm. right? Like this time of year, I'll have some. The first tee doesn't open till eight thirty. Next Tuesday, the first tee opens at nine. You know, I can go to yoga at five thirty in the morning and be home by six thirty and have. Like I'm dialed. Like mm -hmm. if I work out mm -hmm. in the morning, I'll have a great day. Mm -hmm. I know it because I'm out ahead of it. My, my body feels good. I drink a ton of water and then I don't eat like crap because I don't want to waste the morning workout. Totally. I'm motivating myself to go to yoga tomorrow morning. Now, if anybody wants to diss yoga, go do it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not easy. It's right? hard. It's not easy. In, in some of these classes that they offer, like the YMCA and so forth, the body pumps. I mean, you want to work out, go to one of those. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's one that is very humbling. To try to in fact i haven't gone back since I, i've been playing a little golf here the last week and i'm <clears throat> incredibly sore and i I'm, i gotta go to solid core have you ever been to solid core i have these I vanity workouts no. i mean they're but they they work like you go so solid core for 45 minutes you won't be able to get out i can i get out i get out of bed i roll out of bed with all intentions of standing up and i just go boom right to the ground totally. there's no chance i'm dead i'm done for like a day agreed man that's what i'm saying about some of these classes that you go to whether it be solid core body pumps like you want to lift five pounds? Yeah, go ahead, do it a million times and move around while you're doing it. And <laughs> yeah. that'll humble you really, real quick, you yeah. know? So, well, you start these little movements like, okay, move your left foot a foot. You're like, hmm, oh, this is a big deal. Yeah. 30 seconds <laughs> later, you're like, oh, no, can we get on to something <laughs> team, else? Team, I'm team. out, I'm out, I'm out of here. Well, that was fun. Yeah. We got a kind of random, com random yeah, topics, but no, yeah. that was a good time. Uh, good luck to, uh, to Lisa and her. Uh, marathon yeah thank you thank you yeah and, and, and good luck to your nebraska hornhusters i hope they have a great practice this week and and the boys have a good <sighs> yeah. time going out on the let's, town in lincoln because they develop, don't have to play football let's develop some freshmen over the bye week somehow <laughs> right they had freshmen that look good on friday let's see if we can parlay it into the next week all right uh, that was fun thanks well, Dave. uh folks that was gridiron golf a lot of fun on this podcast uh we will see you next week